and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? He's back. He is back. We're back. We're back. He's back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Hey, hey, don't say we didn't tell y'all. Don't say it. Because we did. We were all over it. We told y'all in the next 48 hours. Oh. oh. We were all over it, bro. Knuckles. Knuckles. Bam. Called it. Next 48. <laughs> throw it up. We were all over that. All over it. No one else in town was like we were. Oh, my gosh. All over that. Marksman. Just knew it. Oh, man. I was um, a little bit uh, caught off guard. Yeah, me too. It's mind-boggling. Oh, bring them all back. I mean, put them in the chamber. Bring yeah, them all back. Seriously. I mean... Like, Goodness. Because um, it's here again. Part two. <laughs> it's VJ part two. That's ugly, Man. right? Oh. That's ugly, right? I haven't heard that one in a while. Oh, Zach, 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 Zach. I don't know, man. Oh, no. I'm not, I got a bad, bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. And, and you you can save it if you want, and we can re- revisit this thing in a couple years. But I got a bad feeling. I think this defense, like I said a month ago, is moving in the wrong direction. And now you bring advance back, and I think it's a bad recipe. It's just a bad, bad recipe here, and and it's gonna and and advance is gonna look like the 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 bad bad guy here, right? Right. This thing is heading in the wrong direction already. Defensively, slowly starting to the foundation is crumbling. If if the prospects of this defense, I think, were really high, I think Idro Evero would have been would have stayed here. I think he saw the writing on the wall, and it's like, okay, well, Hackett's gone. Let me let me see. Let me just find a better spot. And he did in Carolina that with that defense. He did. And here, I think it's moving in the wrong direction. And now we bring in VJ, who really hasn't done anything impressive as a defensive coordinator to, be, to begin with. Oh, no, not really. And bringing him back to a spot, a place where a lot of people are like. What? Like it was awful here the first time as a head coach. Now we're bringing you back here as a defensive coordinator, and I just think it's it's a it's a recipe for a, a, a disaster. And hopefully, hopefully that's um, not what happens. But that's kind of how I'm viewing this thing right now, Zach. How do you feel about it? Hard to be excited about this one. I want to come in here and manufacture. Like a bunch of, uh, of 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 optimism, but gosh, Stoke, we talked about this yesterday. What would I be drawing from? Like, what true substance would I be drawing from that would get me excited? I don't know if any of these candidates, by the way, would have had me on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, you know, we got him. Like, we got our guy. But within under that umbrella, Vance is the least um, exciting the most faith-driven candidate of Rex Ryan. Uh, well, I don't know if you want to put in Matt, Matt Patricia. I mean, we signed off the air yesterday going, like, is there? are we going to find out this mystery candidate? Is Matt Patricia 
Turns out he might be joining the Broncos anyway oh, as a really? linebackers coach, according to, to Troy Rank. Oh, I mean, we could have oh, an all-star defensive oh, side of the side, oh, wait, Is, is side Rex Ryan going to be here for, like, what? Uh, what is Rex Ryan going to coach? Defensive line? D-line. I mean, Go back to his Ravens yeah. days. This one, um, wow! I, I just can't. I just cannot come in here and act like I'm over the moon that Vance Joseph is going to be the defensive coordinator. And, and and the question that I have is: Is Vance Joseph about to live the same life twice? Here's what I mean: When Vance got the job in 2017, there was a lot of the bones of Super Bowl 50 that was left, and you could sort of convince yourself that the defense could sort of maintain and maybe even get back to that incredible level. And then as time goes on, it ages in a way that, like, man, Vance was actually kind of maybe set up to fail with the direction that the organization was actually heading compared to the expectations that they were trying to, you know, reach back two years. Is it kind of the same here in Denver where it's like the defense you think is – the same, and it could be great, but it's actually kind of moving in the wrong direction anyway, and he's expected to just... Well, I don't think Vance was set up to fail, you know, um, his first time around. I mean, he... Look, it's not all situations are, are, are perfect, right? Usually when you're changing coaches, there's something wrong with that team and that organization, and some things need to be fixed. So I don't think that he was set up to, to fail. They still had good football players. And it was a complete disaster. I mean, just to be fair, right? I mean, it was the most blown-out team, right, yes. the, the one year yes. than any team in the NFL. And I just, I just looked at this defense, and I don't know if it's if it's set up to fail or not. We'll see. But if he comes in here and does a good job, I'll pay. Of course. Like he, he, he deserves all the accolades because it's not a perfect defense right now. And they're going to need a lot of help and a lot of luck, I think, when it comes to especially Randy Gregory, Barrett Browning, and um, a, a few other guys just staying healthy and staying available. And so I, uh, it's not a great situation defensively, I don't think, anymore. So, you know, we, we've been talking about this for a few months, kind of looking at this defense and saying, we've taken that for granted that they're yeah, always going right, to be, right. you know, a, a top half of the defense in the league yep. um, and, and probably a top ten, maybe a top five when it comes to certain categories. And you look at it and is that um, – you know, for years have passed, and now we are going to look at a totally different defense. And I think that's fair uh, speculation here with this with this group. And, I, and there's nothing to get me excited. I like Vance as a as a person. Yeah, I do. Um, and I think he was in over his head here mm-hmm. the first time around. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what he brings to the table defensively. I mean, because pretty much he was the architect of that defense when he was here. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, he was a head coach, but yes. he's a defensive guy. It's right. his defense. You bring in Joe Woods, who had never been, I don't believe, a defensive coordinator. Correct. So this is your stuff, and it was awful, and it hasn't been good in Arizona. It wasn't good in one year in Miami. I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really get it. I don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, um, it's. It's. You don't want to come in here being negative about a hiring, but I can't be optimistic because, like you said, what what do you point to? Oh, oh. Calling defenses. VJ has never had a top ten scoring defense. Okay, I mean, what, well, give me something to point to to make me right. optimistic right. and excited. Right, and it's not like this defense is loaded. It's not. It's not. So here we go. 
I mean, goodness, uh, this offseason already has delivered curveball after curveball, and this one was a sinking curve. And we're trying to gather our thoughts here live in real time as this story was just breaking about, I don't know, 90 minutes ago or so. We're going to continue to react to it throughout the afternoon. Vance Joseph back in the fold as defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos. How did we get here today? We'll talk about it with Mike Kliss coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. We got our guy Mike Kliss that's going to join us uh, in just a second as we react to the news that uh, Vance Joseph is returning to Denver. Even as I say it right now, and I've had, you know, 90 minutes to process it, it just still doesn't feel right exiting my mouth. Vance Joseph, back in the fold here in Denver. No. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's I, I just, it's a head scratcher. I, I don't, you know, it, I'm having trouble finding words here for it. I'm, I'm, Thrown for a loop here, to say the least, um, and just kind of caught off guard. I didn't think it would happen. No, me either. Me either. But it has happened. And Mike Kliss joins us to react to the news that Vance Joseph is going to be leading the Broncos' defense as the defensive coordinator. Mike, how did we get here today? First of all, Vance Joseph had to become available after Jonathan Gannon was hired as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Uh, Vance... Uh, there was in the hunt there as a head coaching candidate, you know, to take over for Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't get it. Uh, Gannon is a defensive guy, defensive coordinator from the Eagles, and he's going to run the defense over there in Arizona. So that made Vance Joseph available with two years uh, left on his contract. And the Broncos, Sean Payton, they they had him on their list, you know, um, I, you know, I know uh, Rex Ryan and Matt Patricia had also were guys with a lot of success uh, in this league as a defensive coordinator. Um, I think with Rex Ryan, there was concern about the six years out that he had. And, uh, you know, Matt Patricia, you, you know, I don't know what the situation was there. He was never really, I don't think, a, a top candidate. It did come down to... Uh, Vance Joseph and Rex Ryan. When um, Vance Joseph came in last Friday and met for eight hours with Sean Payton, um, Sean uh, Payton was impressed. He was impressed with his presence. Um, he felt like he was uh, a, a guy who could command a room and, and has commanded a room and thinks he's a, de- a good defensive coordinator. And so, uh, you know, they'll work together. He He wants a... Sean Payton wanted a partner that he could work with on defense, and he decided on uh, Vance Joseph, uh, basically over Rex Ryan. Mike, um, looking at Vance and being a defensive coordinator, I don't think he's ever really been the defensive coordinator of a good defense. I, I, I just, I mean, in Miami, his first time, it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't good here when he was the head coach uh, defensively and he was kind of overseeing everything, even though Joe Woods was the defensive coordinator and title. 
Uh, and then I don't think it's been good in, in really good in Arizona, has it? The um, in twenty and twenty one, and you can. Det- I'll let you determine whether this is good or not. Okay. But in twenty and twenty one, he was. Uh, they were eleventh and twelfth, uh, ranking somewhat there. I don't know if that was yards or points, but eleventh or twelfth, which is, which is pretty good anyway. And when you, it's, and I think it's even better when you run um, the type of offense that Kingsbury did with the, you know, almost a, a run and shoot wide open offense where you don't really complement the defense. You're not out there running the ball and eating time off the clock. You're, you're going fast. Uh, you're spreading the field. And uh, that can be three and outs and your defense back on the field, a lot of possessions for defense. But, you know, in other words, it's 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 not the Bill Parcells offense that, that uh, uh, where the defense stands on the sideline quite a bit of the game. So I think uh, that was pretty – Good, especially in the NFC West, where Russell Wilson was playing well for Seattle. Uh, you had uh, San Francisco was uh, a, a Super Bowl team uh, in 2019. So uh, I, I think that was uh, I think that was uh, pretty good, and and I think Sean Payton also liked the fact that uh, you know they they do it is an aggressive three uh, four. He brings pressure. They've had some guys get some sacks the last few years, um, so I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you how it is there. And um, you know, I, I think also, guys, I, you know, maybe Broncos country um, doesn't sound like you guys are overly thrilled with the choice here. Probably based on Vance's uh, record as a, as a head coach, you know, I think in time uh, has proven out that. You know, it wasn't the head coach here that that there were other issues with the Broncos. Uh, you know, Sean Payton came with a you know a, a clean, a, a wide open canvas, and and he was most impressed with Vance Joseph. You know, Mike, uh, you said that uh, not really that excited about uh, Vance based on his head coaching. Uh, experience, and, and I don't think that's really the case. I mean, it, it was below average in Miami. Um, as Stoke alluded to, he oversaw this defense that was horrific, and the Broncos were the most blown-out team in football. I mean, despite the head coach tag, that, that was his defense. And then you, you did reference the uh, 12th ranking and the 11th ranking in 2020 and 2021 as the Arizona D.C. That was scoring uh, points per game defense, by the way. But it finishes with 31st overall. It started with 28th overall. So we have five years of experience with Vance, never a top-10 defense, and what concerns me maybe the most is that um, you sort of said when, when you know they were impressed with Vance, he could command a room. Gosh, that sounds a lot like 2017, where it was he was yeah. a, he was a leader of men. He can command a room. Yeah, he doesn't have the experience because he was in Miami, and that was a back half of the league defense too. But you know he's he's truly like the man that can lead this group. And it was the opposite. I mean the 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 the, the train was off the tracks. Gosh, I mean, in the month of September and October, and my biggest problem is I know I'm rambling here, is I don't have enough legitimate substance, even that just isolated defensive coordinator to draw from that that, that would lead us to believe that that Vance is going to have a top 10 defense. We've never seen that before, Mike. Yeah, I I think he's a good coach, personally. And, um, 
you know, may I, you know, I don't know. You'd have to, you have to look at the talent. There's a lot of factors that, uh, that go into that. I do think he's a good coach. I think he might be a good fit also with Sean Payton. Um, I mean, could you imagine Rex Ryan and Sean Payton together? Um, that was, that was a, that was a head scratcher. I was, I was wondering about that one, how that was going to work, you know, with a couple of alphas, big, big alphas. Uh, I don't think Sean Payton was concerned about that, though, um, as far as Rex's uh, bombastic personality. Um, Again, uh, the other thing, you know, was the the recent experience for Vance Joseph in that uh, Rex Ryan being six years out, uh, you saw the the offenses that were used in the Super Bowls, and uh, you know they've they've come a long way in in six years. I mean they're very innovative and creative, and uh, with the college offense and with whatever Andy Reid is doing, um, we'll see. You know, I mean, um, n- no one thought uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy was a very good coach when he came out of Colorado ten years ago. He wound up being a heck of an assistant coach with uh, Andy Reid. It's not necessarily Vance Joseph. It's Vance Joseph as he partners with Sean Payton. <clears throat> and they're going to work together, and, you know, and we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, you you, you, you find someone else. But I think uh, – we don't have time. I mean, we, that's all we've been doing is finding someone else. I just, I just, you know, this this isn't an exciting hire. Obviously, I don't think Broncos country's in love with it. Uh, how could they really be in love with it? Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, in in a couple years, we're looking back and saying what a great hire. But there's a lot of question marks on this one for sure. So we'll see how it plays out. Mike, next step for the Broncos. Do we still need an offensive coordinator? What's next for the Denver Broncos when it comes to their coaching staff? Yeah, I, I, you know, the offensive coordinator. Um, I, I, I think they, I think they've probably, uh, you know, got that. You saw that uh, Sean Payton was saying yesterday that 16 of his 21 are filled, and uh, he's keeping a, he's keeping a lid on it close to the vest, and and I'm sure he's zeroed in on that, and he'll be he'll be ready to roll there. What's next for the Broncos? Really on. Um, you know, the coaching staff is pretty much filled now. What's next is, uh, you know, the roster. And you got 17 unrestricted free agents led by Draymond Jones. And what do you do there? It seems like uh, they got a ways to go before they reach uh, common ground if they're going to get an agreement. Um, you've got uh, four uh, restricted free agents, uh, Jonas Griffiths and um, – well, no, not Jonas Griffith, but Brett Rippon maybe is um, one of the guys there you you watch. But I think they'll bring in a veteran quarterback to push Russ this year. Uh, if Jameis Winston becomes available contractually with uh, the Saints, uh, that you know somebody like that Baker is going to be out there. So um, see what they do at the quarterback. But you know the it, it's about plugging holes on defense. Uh, you've, you've got to address Draymond Jones on the defensive line and um, at least two offensive line spots if you don't bring back Dalton Reisner. And it looks like he'll hit the market and you got to get a right tackle and, um, and go from there. So the combine, which starts Monday, they fly in Monday here. Um, you know, that's when, that, even though you're scouting the, the college guys, 
you're uh, you're really um, lining up your free agent board at the combine next week. Mike, thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll catch up with you this time next week. See you guys. All right, there goes Mike Kliss, our Nine News Broncos insider. We are moving the goalposts here. We're we're moving the goalposts with Vance Joseph. Just going to be brutally honest with you, and I'll tell you why coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I think to a certain degree we are uh, moving the goalposts a little bit here with Vance Joseph. And we were just joined by our guy, Mike Kliss, who we both have a lot of respect for. But he was kind of like throwing out the head coaching um, the head coaching portion of his career. And as a defensive coach, I don't think he can do that. Here's why. If the Broncos average 27 points this year, and it's just like this massive bounce back, who gets the credit? Sean Payton is the head coach or whichever offensive coordinator they hire? Sean Payton. Why? Uh, because he's the architect of this offense. He's the one that misses his offense. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is going to just be a a title, whoever that is. Sean Payton's going to be calling the plays, I believe. Um, and maybe maybe he won't right away. Um and maybe he will. I don't know how it went in New Orleans for him if he called plays every single year or if he turned them over to – because he had a couple long-time coordinators there. that. Um, so I don't re- recall which way it went. But he, he's, he's overseeing this thing. He's an offensive guy. He's going to get the credit if the Broncos bounce back. So it, you just can't have it one way. You just can't hire a defensive coach, have him run his defense – and him be the architect of the defense despite not being the defensive coordinator, but he doesn't get any of the blame. We're in the same situation this season. Sean Payton would get the credit. It just doesn't work like that. So when you are the most blown-out team in professional football and you're the head coach, even though you're getting hired as a defensive coordinator, you just don't get to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not saying you reduce Vance and part two down to just who he was as a head coach in part one. But I'm also not dismissing what we saw over the course of two seasons with his defense here in Denver. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Uh, obviously, it wasn't good enough. And you know, Arizona. Every situation is different and unique. And did that offense and how they played that style of football did that impact their defense? And seemed like they were decent a couple years there. And you know, this past year just wasn't wasn't very good. Obviously, uh, but. I just look at this defense anyway, and it's kind of trending in the wrong direction. You bring Vance in here. To me, this is just a recipe for a total disaster on the defensive side of the football. And all of a sudden, which was what was once our strength, is going to become our weakness. And and not not putting it all on Vance. I right. think this thing was trending in that direction anyway. And we talked about that a week or two ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Before we knew Vance was in the fold. Yes. And... Um, you're just looking at this group, and it's not, you know, we're looking at it. Maybe it's not as attractive defense as we thought. So I just don't think it's a good situation. I don't think it's a good situation for Vance to come into. With the previous history here, and now you're overseeing a group where the expectations are high, 
but the talent probably doesn't warrant right. those expectations. Right. I don't know, man. Like I, I heard Mike say, uh, uh, Mike Cliss, who just joined us in the previous segment, like, hey, you know, you know, if they hired Rex, I don't know how that was going to work. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think if they hired Rex Ryan, we'd be in here today saying, okay, maybe he's not a perfect candidate, but he's probably the most qualified on paper. He's got a real resume to draw from. I think it. I think it, it, it's not about the press conference. Ultimately, this thing is going to be judged. We'll, we will judge you and I will judge Vance Joseph based on what he does on game days in the fall. But all we have to do today on February twenty uh, third is to react to what we know and what we know is uninspiring. That's all. Yeah, and and maybe we're getting a more experienced coach that um, has been through it a little bit more this time and has learned from experiences of the past and is better for it. So, yeah. uh, look, was it – it was like when they hired Vance. You know, I wanted Kyle, and I was on record for saying that um, I wanted Kyle. But they hired Vance. Like, okay, I'm going to be optimistic about it. Sure. Same thing with Hackett. Sure. Same thing with Hackett. Yep. Try to tell you all what I heard about him, right, and didn't want him. But I'm going to be optimistic and, and hope that it works out. So, same thing in this situation. Wasn't my first choice. There are There were more qualified candidates out there. Whether it was, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Matt Patricia out of the blue. I was having a hard time kind of going down that road. Mm-hmm. I really was. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. That was a curveball. That, yeah. that was a big curveball. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, get him out of New England. He's not the head coach. You know, maybe he's uh, just better just getting away from Bill and just being the defensive coordinator. Okay, I could try to get my mind to go there and go down that road. Because he has been a part there in New England of some good defenses. And then all of a sudden, it's Vance, probably the least qualified candidate of the top candidates that we were we were looking at. Like, Mike's acting like Rex Ryan is some like huge personality that can't get along with being an assistant coach. Yeah. I mean, I was with him in Baltimore. He was assistant coach. Right? I mean, he just did his job. So, like, if you're getting back into it after six years, you know who the boss is, Sean Payton. I don't think there's... It goes without saying... Right. I don't think there was there had been any friction there. Like, Sean Payton was going to let Rex run the defense. Yeah. Like, hey, you run the defense. I got the offense and the team. Right? Yeah. And so, I think Rex Ryan, it would have been totally fine. So, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. Uh, but, but today, for me, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. I'll get over it. You'll get over it. And we'll be optimistic about this. But there are, there are a lot of red flags that you just can't ignore. No. Can't just go down the right. We're not going to just be cheerleaders no. over here that, no. what a hire. Like, uh, why? How? What? Like, where are the facts to back that up? No, there's not enough of them. There's not enough of them. And I think that Vance is a likable person. I think that Vance has a uh, charismatic personality. There was a reason that John Elway wanted to hire him, you know, even before he could. As the Bengals' DB coach, he gets blocked. He goes to Miami as the DC. He has a below-average defense. They hired him anyway. And 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 you know, Mike was saying, uh, Mike Clisson, the most previous segment was saying a lot of the stuff. That's why I said this sounds like 2017 because we were kind of sold on Vance. We we're like not 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 in terms of like we were sold on him, but it, they were selling Vance. Like they were selling Vance as this leader of men because this, there was no resume. Exactly. So even at the time. When we wanted to be optimistic, even back then we were doing this radio show saying there's not actually a ton of qualification for this guy. And then what was worse is when he got in the fold here in Denver, the leader of men's stuff, the the this guy, um, 
what's the phrase, uh, can can run a room, can stand up and, and, and hold a room. Like, stuff started to, to deteriorate right in front of our eyes in that respect. He didn't have control over the football team. Do you remember how wild that was back then? Yeah. That was when guys were proposing to their girlfriends, players were fighting in games. Uh, he wasn't in the loop on stuff and was maybe making promises to guys that he did, wasn't even in control of. Um, you know, hey, you're not going to get traded. Next morning he's traded. He, you know, just don't just... Just, if you're not in it, don't say it. Don't promise it. There was just a lot of stuff like that uh, for Vance that, man, it it, it, it it was bad. John, we almost fired him after his first year. He had to sleep on it. So, uh, yeah, um, again, this is not – we don't want to uh, be negative for the sake of being negative, but we're also not going to be positive for just just optimism's sake. We're dealing with facts, and we're being real. And, and you and I – and I think I, I I almost know I can speak for both of us in this regard, and you just sort of touched on it in passing on your own. If Vance comes in here and crushes it, we're going to be receptive to it, of course. But there's low-hanging no, fruit if he doesn't. Yes, and you just said the stinking phrase that was in my head because we have called a couple things from afar off here in the past couple of years saying, hey, if it works out, great. But if it doesn't, this is going to be simplistic criticism. Melvin Gordon. Hey, guys, just a heads up, this thing could be a disaster. Training camp. Hey, guys, just a heads up, this thing could be a disaster. Randy Gregory. Hey, guys, just a heads up, this thing could be a disaster. And this feels like one of those days. It it does. Um, And, you know, it's like one for one, two for two, three for three. We're all, I mean, we're spot on all all three of those things with low-hanging fruit. And all those three, we were being negative at the time that you were, you know, we're, we're hating or whatever. Yep. And and so now we're, we're in this situation and... We'll see. We'll see. Everyone has to start somewhere, though, to be fair, right? You know, Vance, hey, he came out of out, out of Miami, and he's just one year as a defense coordinator. It wasn't great. Whatever, it's just one year. You have to start somewhere as a head coach, right? And he didn't have this huge resume. Okay, it was what it was, and we were going to be open and receptive, but it didn't age well. Mm-mm. And that's, that's the thing uh, with that situation. And now he's more seasoned. He's been through it a little bit more. Probably feels like he's a better coach now because of the things that he went through, not only here, sure. but in Arizona. And and hopefully it turns out better here this time around. But it's um, we're fixing to find out, we're I guess. We're fixing to find out. And Stokely, hopefully those lessons and him being like the best coaching version of himself, hopefully that lines up with who this Broncos defense actually is right now at, at this stage in, in their own arc. So... We will see. We're going to continue to break this thing down throughout the afternoon. We'll hit the pause button briefly on it for now because Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson's former teammate, opened up about the quarterback in a serious way, and we'll dive into it next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Joseph has been hired as the defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos. Uh, we just spent the last uh, few segments reacting to that, and we'll uh, turn the page here shortly and get back into it and talk about some of the questions that have not been addressed here uh, as VJ Part 2 here in the fold in Denver. But put that on the back burner for a second. Marshawn Lynch opening up about Russell Wilson on the I Am Athlete podcast. Is that the one hosted by Brandon Marshall? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Brandon Marshall, and I forget who the other one uh, is. Um, 
God, I forget his name. Didn't Pac-Man join him for a little bit? Was you and him were hanging out. What's that? You and Pac-Man were hanging out during training camp. I thought Pac-Man was with Brandon Marshall for a little bit. You know what? He, he was. you look for your phone. He did. He did. And I think Brandon Marshall and Pac-Man had a falling out. Oh. Yeah. Go figure. Who could have seen that? <laughs> Pac-Man's out of the fold. <laughs> and then there was the other guy. It was um, super. He was super critical of Russ, saying that he's a square. Who was that? Um, I'll think of his name in a second. Oh, my gosh. I'll okay. think of it in a second. Anyway, um, Marshawn Lynch on the I Am Athlete podcast talking about Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, taking advantage of the team back when Russ was young. Russ and Pete, I feel that they was just in a, in a, in a great position to utilize and capitalize on the team that we really had. And the thing is, like, I mean, I played again. I played with Russ, so I ain't going to – that good, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Explain now, good, though, because right I'm now saying, you know he's under a lot of good hate. Good, man. Great. I, 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 I don't care. I'm just from when I was lined up on the side of this – you feel what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> but he said, he said that little, you know what, mm-hmm. whatever, it, it was good. Yep. It was good. So uh, – Finally, it seems like finally after a year or whatever, like some of his former or one of his former teammates is, you know, sticking up for him a little bit more. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, here's a here's a little bit more from Marshawn Lynch talking about Russell Wilson making sacrifices and plays. I watched Little Blood, you feel me, though, come through and make plays. You feel me, though, make throws. And I watched him make sacrifices. So as much as, yeah, hot. Because we didn't win the second Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I I really watched his, his sacrifice. Now, me and, me and Russ, two different type of individuals, which is cool. You feel what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, when we go and play on Sunday, you, two-fold, you ready? Yeah, three. You, he going to sacrifice. Now, whether he was weak or that, yeah, everybody ain't for me. Oh, I was trying to like dive, pick through that a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, yeah, Russell, he made plays and he's, he's, he's the same person here when it comes to like being accountable and being out there and like, he's going to lay it on the line for you. That's what Marshawn's talking about. He, he, he did that last year here, right? He didn't want to miss a game. He, he wanted to go and he's going to work hard. We know that. The problem is, like, you know, he was talking about that. Well, that guy, he he ran around a lot, and made plays. Yeah. Can, can he still do that here? Is my question, right? Are, are those days behind him and gone? Um, that's the biggest question mark there. And yeah, we we understand that they're two totally different people. Um, and but that's my biggest question here is. Um, did his teammates respect him? Well, yeah, of, of course they did because he went out there and played hard. He might not have been a guy that they wanted to hang out with afterwards. Right. Uh, but he went out there and he, he you knew what he was about. He's about going out there and trying to win football games. I still f- feel he's the same way. I just don't know if he can do it. Right. And first of all, um, I was trying to remember the co-host of that podcast that called a Russell Square and was talking about Sierra and stuff, and Chad was trying to help me out saying LaShawn McCoy. Linebacker. No, Channing Crowder. Yeah. Channing Crowder, who is very, very critical of Russ and da-da-da-da-da. But Marshawn going to bat for Russell here, but clearly just within the framework of him as a football player. 
like multiple times, like saying like, as a football player, um, I can respect that. Uh, us as type of individuals, we're two different people. Um, but he's good with me as a football player. And there's a high level of respect for Marshawn, from Marshawn Lynch towards Russell, but he's clear to kind of draw that line of like, the football player, the person, we're different. But the question is, and you you raised it, is Russell the football player? Can he recapture the attributes that Marshawn is highlighting here? And we got one year to figure it out. We got one year to figure it out. We, we do. Um, how much does Russ, obviously, there's a disconnect there, though, in the locker room. Clearly. Clearly, right? I mean, that doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. Uh, how, how much of that is in play, especially now in this locker room when you're not playing well? Me, me just using my brain, I think it's probably larger than ever, regardless of what one or two tweets said during the season. Right. I think as the collective, and we will find this out in time, especially if he continues to search for success, I think we're going to hear – People speak on it, and yeah, I mean, I, I do you think? I, 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 I think that's reasonable. Like what I'm saying, like you yeah. know, we have a we have a long-standing disconnect in Seattle. Would that just go away here in Denver when he's having the least amount of success? No, I think it'd only be amplified. And I'm totally speculating, but I think I'm fairly doing so. Yeah, do you think he pulls a, a Vic Fangio? Remember Vic that one all season? All of a sudden, it's like. Vic and Philip Lindsay at the Nuggets game, oh like gosh, what? Vic yes. and Bradley Chubb, like like yes. all of a sudden, Vic was like trying to connect with the players or something. Like went out of his way. It was Good kind of memory, man. I uh, forgot oh, about that. That's that's odd. Do you think it's a huge point of emphasis for Russ like this offseason? All of a sudden, you know, uh, we'll see him, you know, at an Abs game or something with 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 the guys. He won't be, you know, sitting. In in my seats at the, I mean not my seats. Uh, the, he won't be sitting courtside at the Nuggets game uh, with four, taking up four seats with just him and Sierra. <laughs> you are something. You, what? <laughs> Those are my seats. Um, like like it's I, him and Sierra, and it, and they got four seats, and only two people are there. I know it's like, strange. Like, I know because you can't sit next to them. Like you can't sit next to us. We're at the cool. We're we're at the cool lunch table. You right. can't sit here. But bring a couple guys with you. Yeah. No. I think I think you may still you see know, maybe that. Maybe leave Sierra at home for once and bring 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 three three of your guys. You know what I'm saying? Like a guys' night out. Hey, me and the boys are going hit 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 the town. You know, will that be a point of emphasis uh, this year? Because that. Yes, you know, I, I I think so. I think you might still see some of that other stuff, but you'll see some other rarities mixed in. Like, when's the last time Russell Wilson had a guy's night out? I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I told you a, a month or two ago, I said, I think you'll see, because we saw these quotes from Ian Rappaport, that he's this offseason he's going to try to become a better this, a better that, and one of them was better teammate. And I'm like, I bet you see him and, like, members of the offensive line or receiving core, like, out in Jamaica for like a long weekend that he's just paying for. Like you're going to see something like that, like a heavy-handed approach to try to bring, you know, be more of a, um, you know, just a camaraderie guy or just one of the guys really. Right. Be interesting to see. Obviously, he's taking the first step. It looks like he's lost some weight already yep. and is, is really, 
you know, looking out for his diet and, and trying to be the best player that he can be this year, and that's a big part of it. So it looks like that's a good first step. So we'll we'll follow the rest of the, um, the offseason and, and see what it looks like. Uh, but I think that's important to a certain degree. I don't know. Might be too late, though. You don't want to be phony. Right. You don't want to be fake. Right. That's the other thing here. Ultimately, Stoke, got to have success on Sundays. Got to. So, okay, Vance Joseph is rejoining the Denver Broncos. What a sentence. Are we in store for a repeat or redemption? That's next.